0: Welcome to a Monday edition of the Little Red Bandwagon, the show about a show that just may be too beautiful to live. This is the episode that recaps last week of TVTL. Don't miss the Sausage Fest and make sure to listen to Mike and Bobby talk about their favorite rumors on last Friday's episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Christy, coming to you from the Patient Zero Studios, home of childhood illnesses. Um, Joining me today from the Stick of Butter Studios is Sugar and Spice and Everything Nice, Anne Lendholm. Hello, Anne. Thank you, Christy. (laughs) And also everyone's favorite felon from Ant Hill Studios South,
1: (laughs) Mike Frizzell. Hello, Mike. Uh, Ouch, ouch, they're biting. (laughs) Let's get through this. (laughs) All right, Mike, do you have some uh, business for us? Uh, Actually, yes. Uh, Some LRB business. I have a Kyle story. I want to start um, telling stories about my new hometown, (laughs) Kyle. Um, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, I took uh, Emily to a job fair and uh, I dropped her off. She was to be there for a few hours. So I went and drove, picked up some people because I work for Uber and Lyft now. And she called me back to get her. And so I dropped the last person I was driving off and I was coming back to pick her up and I got caught by you know um behind a train so you know um like I was probably the fifth car back and then we had to watch this freight train go and go and go and it took a long time um after the train finally went through you know I was talking with Emily the whole time I said I'm train she said oh I can see it you know cuz she was just on the other side of the tracks and and she was already outside the building and she could see the train so we're talking about that, and then the train's finally through, and then the um, the arms don't go up right away because usually it takes like 5, 10 seconds and they go up. Well, it's been like 20, 25 seconds, and the arms haven't gone up, and usually that means there's there might be another train coming or the train needs to back up or whatever it is. Um, there was a guy on the other side of the tracks that was waiting in the line to go through, and he was about third in line over there, and I saw him pull out, and I thought, oh, he's turning around. He's going to try to find some other way to get where he's going. Uh, no, he does not do that. He, he comes up and he snakes through the, the arms and, you know, cause he's just not going to wait any longer. So he decides he's going to cross the railroad tracks and he does it. And the moment he's breaking free on our end, you hear, whoop, and a motorcycle cop <laughs> good comes from his side and comes and pulls him over like right next to where we're all sitting. And I, I think every driver in our line was smiling because it was just like, here's this asshole who didn't think the rules didn't apply to him. This is how much of a rule follower I am right now. I, I really like really like to see people busted for things it's, like that. And
0: you don't mess with trains.
1: No, no.
2: Those things kill you quick. Well, right. let's face it. That's just natural selection waiting to happen right <laughs> that's there. That's true. That's true. <laughs> One less Kyle Linian. Is
0: that what you guys call yourself? I don't know. I
1: don't know. What we've taken to doing is uh, when we see something like someone with um, ridiculous rims on like a 93 Camry, we just call it okay (laughs) for original Kyle.
0: Oh, I like it. We
1: just say that guy's okay. (laughs) So there's Kyle's story for you.
0: I like it. Do you don't want to tell the story about your aunts or did you already do that? Oh, no.
1: Well, we have ants everywhere <laughs> in this house. We have every variety of goddamn bug. We have we need a Shazam for bugs because we have thousands <laughs> of different kinds of bugs in and around this house. We have it's like a, a a war going on and since this is new construction, I think the bugs are trying to work out which bugs are going to, you know, last right. and which are going to be vanquished. So, you know, when they're not biting my yam bag, they're fighting each other.
2: Ow. <laughs> Keep your pants on. <laughs> so, My, is this totally because of new construction? Because you're you're not. It's not that you're that far away from Austin now that you have a whole oh new no. uh, type of bugs. I, it's just that you're out in the wilderness
1: ish. No, no, no. The, the fact is that we're not out in the wilderness. What what it is is because it's new construction. We don't have any trees that are any taller than me, so we don't have any birds around here. Oh. We have hawks that are hunting like vermin. You know. But we don't have any – like the rest of the neighborhood, the newer parts of the neighborhood, all have mature trees and birds. And I'm sure they control the insects. So what's going on here is it's Thunderdome for insects because there are no, no predators. <laughs> if a bird ever came down here, it would get so fat it wouldn't be be able to fly away.
0: <laughs> but, um, Mike, your Shazam for insects is Jeremy.
1: Oh, Really? I start, because you know he was pictures? in pest
0: control for so many years. That's so true. Everyone sends their pictures of a bug. They they'll send it to him, and then say, "Is this going to kill me or not?"
1: <laughs> oh, right. And then
0: next level, how do I
1: kill it? <laughs> okay. One more insect thing. Um, I I got in the shower today, and we the the new shower, the new house has a a nice feature. You can actually sit down on a on a bench in the shower, which is nice because my feet are terrible. So. um I get clean, right, and then I sit down so I can, like, shave, brush my teeth, do stuff. You know, shower stuff. Not Jeremy shower stuff with like his <laughs> waterproof phone, but just normal grooming. So I pick up my um, my shaving mirror, and there's a cockroach under there. Oh! Yeah. I don't have my glasses on, so at first I think it might be uh, a spider. But when I see it start moving, you know, like to try to get under my ass uh, because <laughs> I've lifted the shaving mirror, um, I... I realize, by the way, it's moving, it's a cockroach uh, because I, it's a brownish area with points, mm-hmm. you know? Right, right, And I, you know, I had to brush it down, stomp on it with my bad foot and uh, crush it into the drain because it was a little bit too big to go into the drain until I crushed it. Bigger or smaller than a quarter? Uh, I would say this one was like nickel sized. It wasn't a big one. We get huge ones here. We get little ones here. It's... If- if you ever see a rat, you just burn that house to the ground and start over. <laughs> if I ever see a rat, I'll plead with it to control the pets. We have someone coming on Wednesday. We're going to... Oh, yeah. A rat would be nice, actually, at this yeah, point. Anything that might eat some of these insects. So uh, we have someone coming on Wednesday. We're going to get this thing taken care of. Um, yeah, the ants have been eating, particularly Emily, pretty badly.
0: No, but you had ants literally coming out of your laptop at sure. one point.
1: Yeah, had ants come out of the laptop, had to dab a little ant bait on the hinges, you know. And then a spider came out of there, but I don't think he was living in there. I think he went in there to fight some ants or something.
2: (laughs) This is why I will never complain about Minnesota winters. (laughs) It kills kills all that. It kills anything that's good or bad.
1: Everything. So, uh, Christy, you've been sick.
0: Yeah, so I got strep throat and an ear infection hmm. like I'm a four year old. I mean who <laughs> what adult gets an ear infection? Oh I have. Andrew. You have? Adult I ear never infections never are the, the worst. worst. They're so terrible. They so I never had them as a child, but I had a um scuba diving incident. In class, of course, it wasn't actually out in open waters, and I ruptured my eardrum. And ever since then, I've had three ear infections. Mm-hmm. They are so terrible. And sadly, this urgent care um, doctor didn't give me Vicodin because that's usually what I get because it is—it just knocks you out. Mm-hmm. And then, so I had strep throat, ear infection, um, and I every other Thursday, I I host a um, happy hour for my whole work in which I. Make a lot of food and drinks for everybody. While I was sick and highly contagious, I didn't know. I just thought that I was having terrible allergies, or the change in weather from being in Minnesota to Seattle had kind of put me under the weather a little bit. And now everyone in my office is sick.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Take them That's why I call you. So patient up? zero. What was that? Have you fessed up to that?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, they know because uh, I was out of work for two and a half days. Dang. Yeah, I was patient zero. You know what? All these people with all these kids, though, at my work, they give me stuff all the time. Yeah, so yeah.
1: it's it's their turn. More typhoid Mary, I think, than patient zero. <laughs> hey, if I'm going
0: to touch their food, like, they need a respect.
1: <laughs> yeah, but there's lots of gross people touching a lot of food at that joint, <laughs> from what I've heard.
0: Yes, yes. Like, no stories. <laughs> so, yes, I'm I'm feeling better I have, uh, so another thing is they gave me these giant antibiotics that are probably the length of a quarter or more. How yeah. am I supposed to
1: swallow that? With why do they do that? Why don't they just make them a third the size and they say, take three. Right. I don't understand. Like I can that?
0: barely swallow anything and they're like, make sure to eat well, barely and take two of these a day. <laughs> And it would get stuck in there and you know you're out, oh, it starts to dissolve and it tastes disgusting. Oh, yeah. Awful. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah Emily's uh, chemo medicine, you have to get it down quickly, I guess, because it will just yeah. burn the fuck out of you. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
0: it's so terrible.
1: But you're back. You went to gay I'm pride back. today. Sorry, Pride. I we did. don't do gay pride, pride. anymore. It's pride.
0: <laughs> I went to Pride today to see my um dad's in the in the pride parade and um, yesterday i went to a mariners game which the was the most exciting mariners game i've ever been to because there was a streaker <laughs> ooh but he had maybe underwear on
1: oh really like bodysuit man from it's always sunny in philadelphia or
0: <laughs> i think he was a never nude so he jumped onto the field <laughs> and a i streaker, don't <laughs> <then>. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what to call it, it maybe just drunk care. guy <laughs> <laughs> he jumped down and then I think he, he he so either of two things he didn't think he would get as far as he did it was <laughs> in the middle of a play so that that oh, messed yeah. up the play yeah he runs um past some of the players and then he just freezes and I think he thought this was a lot farther than I thought it was like mm-hmm. it kind of looks like those bases are close when no. I'm looking out at the field they're not no. and and then second or. I think he thought I wasn't going to get this far. What do I do now? And so he just kind of like (laughs) stopped and then he was like, oh, and then he ran around in circles and then he got tackled.
2: He didn't have an Um, exit
0: strategy. No, no exit strategy. He should have just kept running. That would have been more funny.
1: Right. Or kissed somebody or, you know. Something. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's no good. Caught the
0: ball. I don't know.
1: Well, so he ran out during the play. Describe Mm -hmm. that. I mean, you're not a baseball person, but I mean, how did he disrupt the play? One
0: team hit the ball and it was coming towards that guy that, and then the guy caught it. I don't even know the fields that it was. It was in, it was closest to me and we were in left field. So left fielder or right fielder. I don't know if it's opposite like (laughs) a It was a fly ball or a ground (laughs)
1: ball? Fly ball. So a fly ball to to left and the yes. guy runs out there and distracts the left fielder? Did he yes. drop the
0: ball? I don't remember that. Or
1: not catch the ball?
0: All I remember was, there's a guy on the field. <laughs> I don't think she was watching
2: the play at that point. Well, and right. then people were just,
0: sure. uh, uh, so we were surrounded by Cardinals fans and there was a lot of booing. So I don't know if it got a messed up, if it counted as an error, like mm-hmm. who gets the error on that point. Like, I don't know.
1: Right. You're supposed to control your crowd. So if your yeah. crowd causes any b- bullshit, yeah. then you're, you should be penalized for it. <laughs> so wow. that, that was. Yeah, I, but, I'm concerned about the play because, you know, I'm a sports fan and you're more of a men's nibbly bits fan. So yes. We would put our Big eyes fan. on different things.
2: It doesn't <laughs> have to be one or the other.
0: No, I'm a fan of excitement.
2: <laughs> sure, that's exciting. And,
0: and baseball has a lot of not excitement. Yeah. Um. So there, there was that. And then also. This was a straight up baller move. A guy in our, in our, um, section gave the cotton candy vendor 200, $200, just like gave him $200, $100 bills, no, two $100 bills, and then just bought out all the cotton candy he had and then just threw it into the crowd.
1: Wow. It was awesome. That's really neat. Yeah.
0: I know. So my brother-in-law and I decided that if we ever win the lottery, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, spread some joy. Okay, I like that. Yeah, Here. it's like it's like buy everyone around a round of drinks, but it only it's eight dollar
1: bag of sugar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would get you what like uh, five to ten crab sandwiches to throw into the crowd. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Not my my seventeen dollar crab sandwich. <laughs> yeah, do you get ten ten to twelve crab sandwiches? <laughs> So, so there you went that. to Pride today. You were feeling well enough for that. That seemed like, uh, is it was it hot?
0: It was a hot long day. It started at uh, we got there at ten. It's a lot of people. I would say that it seems as if it doubled the amount of people from last year, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, as we were walking back to the car, the parade was still going, and mm-hmm. we were walking back to the car at like four. So were
1: your dads walking in this thing all day long?
0: Yeah. So they they walk... Well, until you get... It ends at the Seattle Center, and then they have a whole bunch of booths and everything. So they walk with the Alaska Airlines. I post a little video. Everyone should watch it. It's really cute. Um, and there was a big controversy about Alaska Airlines being in the parade this year. So it was even... It, it's amazing that they were in it, and... Everyone should look at the national story about that because I don't want to talk crap about another airline. Okay. Definitely. There you so,
1: so uh, Anne, you've been to the, to the real deal, San Francisco.
2: I did. I accidentally went to Pride last year. I think it was last year. <laughs> <Accidentally>. <laughs> yes. Because I was in San Francisco to see my youngest brother who had his first solo performance with the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. And we had tickets for the matinee. It wasn't a big performance, but, you know, it was my baby brother. I going to go out and see him. And uh, so the matinee just uh, coincided with pride. So we came up out of the BART station, I think at Crown Central. And there was a lot of tutus and a lot of <laughs> angel wings. A
0: and lot a, of boobs?
2: A, a, I am wondering, there must be some sort of city ordinance in San Francisco. Oh, really? That... Uh, forbids topless because there were a lot of uh, young ladies with very perky boobs who um, just had like electrical tape X's over (laughs) the nipples. And that was it.
0: Well, they work at the bikini barista stanza here in Seattle. Oh,
2: yeah, (laughs) of course. And the best part of this all was that um, my mom was here for this. And uh, my mom, she's a tolerant lady, but she is a, you know, a 60 year old suburban lady from Minnesota and she was very like ooh look at that ooh let's mm-hmm. go down the leatherworks street <laughs> what's that about <laughs> well at least she wasn't like i never no
1: no she was very and delighted by the whole home. thing oh well that's great mm-hmm. well that's cute um so i'm it's sad to me what is, seems to be inspiring you know the big turnouts but i'm glad the the turnouts are because I think once people have been to an event like that they're gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. It's just shitty that the Orlando thing made everyone, you know, One, <laughs> was one thing that I did notice catalyst.
2: about San Francisco is there were a lot of uh, teenagers there who didn't seem to have a whole lot of knowledge about the purpose of Pride mm-hmm. because – they seem to see it as an opportunity to get dressed up in costumes and party. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just right. that they seem to lean towards 60s flower child. So there were a lot of like cutoffs yep. and yep. American mm-hmm. flag bikinis and flowers mm-hmm. in the hair. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, but what does that have to do with pride? <laughs> yeah, I think that, that that's everywhere. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> a it's a
1: party. Those, yeah. Some people are always going to show up to a party. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we can review. I'll take Monday, number 2145, Risty Business which I think was what Luke came up with as the title had Cleveland lost the NBA championship because LeBron hurt his wrist in the last minute. <laughs> and it went a been stretch. Great. It would have been great, though, if it had actually happened. Not great for Cleveland, but that's, you know, it would have been great for Luke. You might have made some money from like a T-shirt business there. <laughs> um, the lead story, or not the lead story, but, but what we start off with, of course, is about Pod Dog. Pod Dog's on Instagram now and doing very well, from what I hear. Have either mm-hmm. one of you checked out that stuff? Yes.
0: No. When I when um uh, you know I can say uh I I remember when I think Pod Dog had fifty five followers when I started, mm-hmm. and let's say nine hundred and sixty six as of this second. Wow. Hmm. No, Pod Dog, Rudy's going to have more followers than I ever could dream of. <laughs>
1: Uh, do, have you watched that video that they talked about? A video of, of him eating, eating an apple?
0: Um, yes. Yes. The, he has two videos now. Okay. She? He?
1: She. Did I forgot. She say she. he? Okay. God damn it, my Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I'm so mad.
0: Yeah, but everyone should go head on over to pod.dog. <laughs> just put it in your browser. And
1: just hashtag everything pod dog, pod dog. Yeah. <laughs> pod do I have dog. to
0: have an account to see it?
1: I don't think you have to have Oh an no, I'm alert. seeing
0: like in your Google Chrome browser put in
1: pod.dog. And you will get Just, it.
0: it's the new bobbypape.com.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> your trickiness. Um yeah. <laughs> the 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 guys um are talking about how everybody in the world for some reason decided to pay attention to this NBA Finals. I know you all didn't. But Almost everybody in the world, I know from driving people around, that people that know nothing about sports were talking mm. about this NBA finals. And the radio stations, particularly the public radio stations who are, you know, they don't really cover sports at all until something really big happens. And then they put someone on there who really doesn't understand how to talk about sports. <laughs> and then they proceed to tell you that LeBron James is from Akron, Ohio. You know, like <laughs> anybody who follows sports doesn't know that. Uh, It reminded me of a time when my brother and I went to the first uh, Seahawks Super Bowl appearance in Detroit. And uh, Jerome Bettis was the retiring former star running back of the Pittsburgh Steelers who the Seahawks were playing. And he happened to be from Detroit. And you couldn't turn on a television or radio you couldn't see someone walking down the street that wouldn't remind you that Jerome Bettis was from Detroit and he was going to play yeah. his last game in Detroit. And that was really, besides losing the game in a really awful fashion, that was really the only uh, black mark on that trip for my brother. And I just keep hearing that Jerome Bettis is from <laughs> Detroit. So I, I feel their pain on that. The Cleveland rocks song. Um, I, I get it. It's not a great song. and, and but, Until they played that hip-hop song at the end, which NPR is never going to play. Nope. Mm -hmm. Um, What are your suggestions, you know, for for music for NPR to play about Cleveland? (laughs) They didn't have any. So let's not complain unless we're offering a couple solutions. How about just nothing? Yeah, you don't really need to to play. How about We Are the Champions? Or just play your usual jazz interstitial music that drives Meredith out of her fucking mind. (laughs) Some smooth jazz, uh, as per usual. Andrew uh, went to the family fun center, the one in Tuckwilla, near where I lived when I got out of prison, and it, it's a pretty nice one. It's a lot of fun down there, and he hit so many balls. I just wonder, um, because when if I would take some time off from being in the cages and swinging a baseball bat, like your hands get all messed up, they get mm-hmm. blistered and nasty. Mm-hmm. But his his weren't. What does he have some? Mitts or something, because he was sore. His muscles were sore, but his hands were okay.
0: Maybe his gloves, batting gloves. Oh, yeah, that would explain it. Do you really think like, that Andrew like has batting
2: gloves? <laughs> I
0: don't
1: know. I don't think like so.
0: Is he joining like a softball beer league or something? No, I,
1: I don't think he's oh. quite there yet. No. <laughs> oh, okay,
0: he's just. This is just how he's blowing off some steam.
1: Yeah, he seems to really oh. enjoy it, and he's he's gotten up to the Do fifty it. mile an hour cage. So look out. Look out, Major Leagues. Andrew's on the way. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of talk. I I think it's the top story um, about the OJ documentary.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Have either one of you seen any of this?
2: I tried today. You can do it. No, because I don't have cable. God damn it. Oh,
0: (laughs) I I have a beef with OJ and um, it's long running. It's that during his (laughs) slow um, police chase, Through the city. It was the day of my high school graduation Mm -hmm. and my parents and all of my family that had come into town to go to my graduation couldn't be bothered to be uh, peeled away from the TV. And so I had to drive myself to my best friend because we weren't allowed to drive because you have that after all night party or whatever. Um, so I had to drive myself to my best friend's house so that her mom could take us. And there's only one picture of me at graduation because of that. And my family was late.
1: Oh, Christy, I'm sorry. Because of, because of the slow speed chase. Yeah. Those <laughs> bastards. And did you watch that chase or did you not have cable back then either?
0: I, I started to watch it. Me? Oh, Anne. Yeah. Anne. Oh,
2: well, it was on, was all, on all the, the channels.
1: channels. Yes, oh, I right, did. right.
2: right. I remember walking into my parents' bedroom, and my dad had it on, and I didn't know what it was, but it was fascinating, and I think we watched it for a long time. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who OJ was. Yeah,
1: but I'm sure your dad filled you in about what a big star he was and how big a deal it was. My
2: dad didn't know who OJ was either.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought everybody knew him. He was in all the commercials. (laughs) I don't know. I thought everyone knew him. Where I was, was in federal prison, and we were watching um, the NBA finals on on cable and they they put it um in the i can't remember whether they put the chase in the corner and the finals up or vice versa but it was uh it it was the beginning of a long period of awkwardness um, between the races oh
0: i'm sure
1: (laughs) (laughs) and uh so we you know we watched a lot of the trial we watched um you know it was uh Gosh, I, I've never really fully processed it, but um, I can tell you that the, when the verdict was going to come down, it was very tense, and there were, there were a lot of fears of riots. Um, had the verdict not gone the way it did, I think the fears were um, greater that a, bigger riots might break out. As the verdict came out as it did, uh, the fears were that there was going to be violence between inmates you know mm-hmm. a lot of fighting between inmates and it was so freaking tense i stayed off the tier i mean me and jeff we just stayed in our bunks and you know kept our ears open and kept looking out the windows cuz there was a lot of celebrating that was going on it was it can be a little angry making you know if you're if you're not black and and you feel like a murder has happened like <laughs> really this guy should really be paying for this you know I mean we can make this up uh, to to the black folks in other ways I, I hope but this you know but uh, there were guys who said they were going to do stuff they didn't do it which is great and it we got through it relatively peacefully but I don't think I've ever felt so much tension as uh, the day the verdict came down for the that sounds trial.
2: really scary
1: mm-hmm. yeah I just didn't want to get killed you know
2: it's just <laughs> Yeah. Is that all self protection? Yeah. yeah.
1: So part of me was like, all right, let that bastard off. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right now if I just keep my mouth shut, um, I'll be all right, you know? <clears throat> uh, on a lighter note, the, an emailer uh, talks about the forensic files themes. I guess the emailer had a West Wing Sing along theme. Do you do you guys have any of these themes? Someone had a Game of Thrones one. Who will die now? Who's gonna die now? Yeah, that one was. Do you guys have any of those? The Olympics. Oh, what's it like?
0: This is the Olympics theme. (laughs) Nobody knows the words. It. This is the part where they release the birds. I don't know if I made that up or if I heard it somewhere. But I used to play this game on the old Commodore sixty four. That was like probably nineteen eighty four Summer Olympics. Uh-huh. When did they do the swimming? Is that winter or summer? That's summer. that's uh,
1: summer. And uh, yeah, I okay. think I know those games. They're tap games. You tap. A yeah, space. they're tap games, yeah. and it was
0: terrible if you look back now. But they would when you won, or at the beginning, it would play that, and then you would pick a country and then it would play your theme song at the end. And so I don't know if I invented that or if someone else did, <laughs> if I heard it, but that's what I would do.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And you have any,
2: no, I've never made up any lyrics. I sing along wordlessly with the themes <laughs> all the time, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll throw in some harmony, but it never has words. Oh, harmony. That's nice.
0: Yeah, And is the one who actually is a singer right. in this
1: group. <laughs> right. Well, uh, I've been asked to, take my national geographic one just a little bit farther if i can recall it right it goes come see the eagle he's flying way up high in the sky boom boom hey there's the black bear she is taking care of her cubs boom boom that's all i remember there was there was a lot more but it's just you know basic narration of what's happening on the screen but I think a lot of people do that, especially when you watch the same shows over and over again. Mm-hmm. Or you play the same video game over and over again. Your mind just goes, I got to do something here. Um, an email from someone named Amanda suggests that uh, Andrew and Genevieve get proactive about telling people what Andrew uh, won't and won't eat What you know when he sits in his high chair at their uh, dinner party <laughs> throwing Cheerios. Um he he rejects that. He just is going to try to muddle through it the best. He should never have admitted this. Mm-hmm. I don't think, in front of it, a big crowd like TVT.
2: Andrew is always going to reject advice because he is an advice rejector.
1: Yeah, right. I
2: mean, he's and and it's something that I recognize. In myself, in fact, that was one mm-hmm. of the um, things that I thought about really hard before I started going to therapy. I said I'm going to go into this with a positive attitude, and I'm not going to automatically reject mm-hmm. everything the therapist says because it's not the way that I think. And the way that I think has gotten me to this point, so I might as well listen to what somebody mm-hmm. else has to say. And so I really recognized that sort of reflexive "nope, nope, nope" from Andrew.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's he's saying that. Um, he doesn't have a disorder because people were, were, that were coming to his defense say, well, maybe he has some kind of disorder. And he's just like, no, I'm a mm-hmm. picky eater. I just have a problem, <laughs> you know, which right, I respect that. he owns that. it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And and I don't – so a lot of people on the Stens page decided to weigh in on this and, like as they do. And um, so his original thing was we're going to go out to a restaurant. And then his friend's like, hey, let's cook you dinner. And he's like, hey, no, I'm super weird. Let's go out to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. because then I can look through a menu and pick. I don't see what's wrong with that. No, that's good. I mean, Mm-mm. but people were saying he should have to pay for everyone if he suggests a um. restaurant or it's rude to, to say, let's go to a restaurant. I don't think it's weird. Not and if you lay
1: it back on your own doorstep for being a freak.
0: Yeah, and that's what he did. And yeah. he, knows, he knows his limitations and... uh A party, like a dinner party, turning into a casserole party where he didn't know (laughs) that that's going to happen. And that's his, literally his worst nightmare. That's, that's not his fault. And I mean, I also have been a vegetarian since I was 10. So I've had to go into these situations and I hate it Mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, well, this is vegetarian. Well, was it cooked with beef broth? You know, like Mm -hmm. I have to like ask lots of questions and I don't like it. So I usually bring something that I can eat or I eat before or I just, choose to go to a restaurant instead because mm-hmm. I don't want people cause I also don't want to be the high maintenance person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Andrew suffers from that. He's super picky and also he doesn't want to be high maintenance and all of that comes, you know, cultivates into a perfect storm of just go to a restaurant.
1: Yeah. A perfect storm of anxiety as well. And speaking <laughs> yeah. of like, um, casserole nightmares, Luke talks about <laughs> a, uh, uh, this casserole I'm looking at at Eat in Bellingham, E A T in Bellingham, Egg mm-hmm. Cocotte uh, Dungeness Casserole, which is egg casserole, bechamel, not cheese sauce, by the way, Gruyere <laughs> cheese, and Dungeness crab for $16. And he just, the way he described it was kind of nightmarish. And he was right to send it back. Yeah. And the, sure. the waitress said, oh, oh, it won't go to waste, like he was being mm-hmm. a baby you know, like someone in the kitchen is going to love this Mm because this is amazing. Yeah. Well, maybe it is amazing to you and to whoever's going to eat in the kitchen. But Mm -hmm. if you're hoping for a tip from me, please (laughs) keep your judgment hole shut during this transaction. It's super
0: weird. They described it wrong. They described it wrong. You can't, you have to say a raw egg on top. A casserole means everything is, is, is more, is like an omelet. Like he was thinking you can't just describe it that way
1: this it's 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 what happens with a lot of brunch items it gets uh, you know in this new era of everyone's doing brunch and everyone's trying to outdo each other they've deconstructed a casserole well that makes it not a casserole you know um do you know how much i hate deconstructed food (laughs) It makes me want to punch people
0: in the throat, like seriously.
1: uh, You you both used to listen to Take Down. We did a segment way back in the day with our friend Alex Thornton in New York, because he goes to brunch a lot, where Mm. I came up with a bunch of brunch items, and some of them were real and some of them were not, (laughs) and it was called Brunch or Bullshit, and it was one of the most fun segments we ever did, because you can really go hog wild with the pretension, Mm. you know? Um, I
2: remember that episode. Yeah,
1: we too. It was a too. lot of fun. Because it
0: made me punchy. Like <laughs> ser- right. Seriously. I- I've talked about on my other podcast about this coffee shop that's right next to my work that sells a deconstructed latte, which is a little shot glass of, of espresso, a little thing of <laughs> steamed milk, and then an empty glass. And I just want to punch someone. Because why would you pay $6 for that?
1: You do the work. I'm paying money. Yeah. You guys make whatever it's yeah. supposed to be. You make it. I'm putting it on
0: a, weird, on a weird wood board <laughs> in three different glasses. Oh, go fuck yourself.
2: That's why <laughs> That's I'm at I a restaurant, so
1: you will make it. <laughs>
2: right. And I want a little Gosh. foam leafy thing drawn on the top. Exactly. <laughs> yes.
1: I want to see a little yes. extra effort as well, yes. rude waitress. Yeah. Well, that's all I have uh, for Monday, and you have Tuesday for him.
2: <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, Tuesday, twenty one forty six. Your usually scheduled salad, and we get the heads up at the beginning of the episode that Luke is sling blading because of his allergy issues, and he, he proceeds bad. to sling blade in a very demonstrative fashion. And I'm not usually yeah, he... grossed out by, I mean, when they eat on the air and whatever, that doesn't bother me, but yeah. that. Throat clearing was gross. Yeah. Just but n- take a note. Let's not we just do that. Need
0: to, we just need to let everyone know that Mike did old man noises before <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> right. Right.
2: Oh, Mike's old man noises are way less gross than wow. that sling-blading stuff was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Luke was paralyzed today at the salad bar because he got stuck between choosing chicken which he thought he should pick versus barbecue pork, which he thought that he wanted to pick, mm-hmm. and described actual uh, complete paralysis in the decision making process. Did he, do we ever fig- find out which he picked? I don't remember. Hmm. The discussion was so long.
1: Yeah. yeah. Th- th- this is the point where I got in the chat and said, I got Monday and. You have to take Tuesday because he's talking about his diet, and I just can't take it. I cannot take it.
2: Yes, oh, and this was the point where he just casually dropped in that he was going commando at the salad bar, and I don't know did why that should disturb no me. Underwear, I think he did. Well, if oh, you okay. have
1: pants on, it shouldn't still be an issue, you know. You, if you're not brushing up against anything,
2: I know. But I just I, thought I he want, was using it wrong. I don't want him bringing up his. Another other bags. regions yeah, pride on the show. It's just I don't need that coming close to my brain mm-hmm. or the salad <laughs> bar. Yeah, where's it there's a
1: sneeze guard. Is it, we need a, yeah. I guess for Pain women guard. it would be a sneeze guard with the guys it would be a, a fruit bowl guard. I don't know. Yeah, I don't
2: mm-hmm. know. So there's a lot of uh, diet talk including shrimp talk and a conversation about Goldie's Discount Crab Night, which I would not touch with a ten foot pole <laughs>
0: because of crab, because of crab, or because of Goldie's. Because of Goldie's. Okay. Yeah.
2: Absolutely not. Then they talk about lobster as a delivery device for butter, mm-hmm. and this is where I start to get mad at Luke's diet decisions <laughs> and thinking that lobster dipped in butter is a better option than a carbohydrate. Uh, we learned that Farmer Andy eats raw corn on the cob, which I had never heard of before. It
1: looks you know, edible. but It is, does. But is it? What, what, why not drop it in some boiling water for a few minutes? And
0: Yeah, I've had it cold. I wonder if... No, because he said that he did it straight out of the cob right like Mm -hmm. out of the garden because i've had it where you like you said drop it in the in the water for a few minutes get it cold cut it off the cob and then put it in a salad but i've never eaten it straight
1: off the cob it seems like um if if he does that he probably has at least three ears of corn in his mouth right at this moment that he hasn't (laughs) been able to get out of there because cooked corn is difficult
2: And I would just think that it would be so fibrous in the raw state. That would be really difficult. That's another thing. Actually,
1: that's built in floss. You might be able to use that to get the rest (laughs) of the corn out of there.
2: So then Luke went into a thing about the evils of corn because corn has carbohydrates and how it's a terrible thing to eat. And I got so hot under the collar because it's corn. Come on. It's not bad for you. It's what people do
1: with corn that that can make it bad for you. If you're just Mm. eating an ear of corn, that's that's pretty good. You're doing all right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, So it's a little higher in carbohydrates. It's a little starchier, but it has a really good uh, ratio of um, insoluble fiber to regular fiber, which means that it's like a little scrubby on the inside of your digestive tract. And as it goes down, it like scrapes the walls clean of all that gunk. So that's really good, and then when it gets into your uh, large intestine, it actually combines with the bacteria there to um, oh, what are the, these um, small fat chains or something. I'm not a doctor, uh, mm-hmm. so I don't remember exactly, but but they have been shown to inhibit colon cancer. Hmm.
0: So I'll tell you where this comes from. Corn, tomatoes and potatoes are the enemy of all um, low-carb diets. All those Adkins and whole thirty and all of those all say to stay away from those three vegetables, mm. so that's where he's getting this from. It
2: seems to me that it's such a calorie focused thing, and yeah you it's gotta just get beyond it turns calories. into sugar, yeah. But, but it's, there's so much fiber that as it turns into sugar, it keeps the absorption rate really slow. And so that's good for you. So you're not going to have a blood sugar spike. Mm -hmm. For sure. And now I'm hungry for corn. (laughs) Corn (laughs) is damn good. It is. I just, you know, I try to be accepting of other people's food choices because it's hard, but he's Mm -hmm. being willfully ignorant at this point. At least he eats fruit now. Does he? He was eating fruit for a while. I'm not convinced I that once he went really off of food. VB6, he kept with the fruit. <laughs> um, oh, here it is in my notes. He ended up getting bacon. <laughs> not not chicken or pork. <laughs> None of the above. Okay. Okay. So uh, Andrew went into what I call a cleaning fugue today, and he almost ran out of time to... Uh, finish prepping before the show started. And he is starting to get so obsessive that he feels like he can't leave the house if everything's not tidy. And I totally understand that. And it's something I'm working on with my therapist. So really? I don't think that it's necessarily a healthy thing for him to do, but he characterizes himself as a weird neatnik.
1: What kind of Ooh. advice has your therapist given you about that? Just, just put just one day, you just put a glass in the sink and walk away. She's.
2: She just says, it's okay. She says, you don't have to do the dishes before you go to bed. Hmm. And I was like, yes, you do. And she <laughs> said, no, you don't. Try leaving it. And I felt so daring not doing the dishes hmm. one night. And then you know what? The world did not end. It was fine. I did them in the morning.
1: Hmm. Boy, if I did that here, there'd be 4,000 different types of bugs <laughs> on those dishes in the morning.
2: Well, I don't leave them sitting out all crusty and covered in stuff. It would be gotta-
1: a... Battle of the bug bastards (laughs) going on across the sink.
2: So he's having a lot of anxiety over that. And Luke ties uh, in his anxiety is whether or not he's gone for a run or done some sort of exercise that day. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing that I identify with. He feels like if he's exercised, he can eat anything. And when I was in college... Isn't that the case? No, I I would get (laughs) so weird... Uh, if it got to like 10:30 at night and I hadn't worked out, I would start to panic and think that you know the next morning I was going to wake up and I would be job of the hut, laying in my bed oh. if I missed that one like 45 minute session. So it's not rational, but it's definitely a thing. And then I think it's Andrew that mentioned uh, last week on This American Life they did a whole uh, episode mostly based off of Lindy West's book mm-hmm. about how we feel about our bodies. And I went and listened to it and it was so good. It's,
0: it's so Mike, have you listened to it? I have not. I recommend everyone to listen, listen to it. I had a couple of issues with it, but not with Lindy West's part. Mm-mm. I thought that the last, um, cause they, they told it in four different kind of stories, like four different people or stories. And I thought the fourth one was weird and out of place. Um, oh,
2: was that the Roxanne Gay one?
0: No, I thought hers was great. Mm-hmm. It was the one about the Christian college where they. Oh um, yes, I mm-hmm. I felt like that was a little out of place in the whole thing, and I I wish that they had given more time to those three women, mm-hmm. um, because they were uh, pretty great. And then the middle one, Elna Baker, I've read her memoir. She's she's great. Um, but hers made me cry.
2: Yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah. So everybody go listen to that because it talks a lot about basically how you should you have value regardless of your body shape and size. And that we need to um not think of fat as a disease to get rid of. Even though there may be some health implications, it's you're still worthy of being loved no matter what you look like. So
0: it made me a little mad at Dan Savage though. So beware of no that. Doubt. <clears throat>
2: All right. <laughs> Moving on, Ikea came out with its life and home report, which I'd never heard of. I don't care what Ikea no. thinks about my life or my home. No. <laughs> but apparently 20% of the respondents to the survey, and there were 12,000 people in 12 in twelve cities. So that's a pretty good sample size. But 20% of the people felt that their home was a physical place. And the rest of the people say it's more about being with people. And I sort of thought that broke down maybe along introvert-extrovert lines mm. because that's the same general sure. ratio. That's just my speculation, but maybe introverts need to have that nest or that um, base or that hidey hole and mm. extroverts want to get out and be in touch with the people.
1: Well, it, it kind of made me sad for people that don't live with anyone. because. Yeah. Well, so...
0: but. My question about this is did they like what country did they take these from is it all countries that they sell they have ikeas in or was it just the US That's a good question because I I know that in other countries they live their home home where they sleep is very very small and so they take mm-hmm. their life more outside right. they go to cafes or they they live their life more outside than inside and so then I could see where that would come from.
1: And like if you carefully curate your place and make it just so and you have, you know, you have all these things and you you might be more likely to view that as your home, the physical place. If you have more but space I, and more more stuff.
0: Yeah, and there's also a percentage of people that are trying to just be lofty. Yeah. You know, and say, well, it's my home where I live but my mother and father don't live with me or, you know, mm. like Emily's case, her son doesn't live with her, but he's her home home. If right. you're thinking in like mm-hmm. a yeah. metaphysical makes sense. kind of set, I need to know the, the again, I have
1: more questions than answers. Yeah. Christy has always has questions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> more questions. Well, the thought that came to me for myself was that home is the place where I drop my masks where I feel comfortable Mm. to let down the walls that I build to the world. And I don't do that out in public with people. That's only when I get into my own safe space that I do that. So I guess I'm one of the 20%. But maybe there are other people who don't feel like they're truly alive until they are with those people that they care about. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel that
0: same way. And maybe that's why I don't like people to come over to my house. (laughs)
1: That's hurtful. I've been to your house a couple of times and now I feel like I, I wasn't welcome.
0: <laughs> well, that led, that made me think about Friday, how Andrew let, we? I mean, we'll get there about Andrew having Phyllis at his house. I needed to know, like, was there a set recording time? Because I would have been like, cool, come over here from 12 to one thirty, and then you leave oh. and I stay here and do some more cleaning and not anything about Phyllis or that wanting to hang out with her all day, it's just that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. I feel anxious when people are in my space because I feel like I have to entertain them all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm weird.
1: Well, (laughs) know this, Christy. You'll never have to entertain me. I always entertain myself. And (laughs) I'll bring the fun with me next time. If I've been boring the last two times, I'm sorry. I'll I'll, I'll bring a lot more fun. it's not about that. That's that's a hell of a promise. Yeah. All right, Wednesday twenty one forty seven Blandcestry dot com and Snapchat Judgment. Um, this one got off to a little bit of a slow start as the as they there was a lot of Billy Eichner talk as and naming of Parks and Recreation characters that was weird seemed to go on for about ten or fifteen <laughs> minutes until they finally got to something interesting, which is cement versus concrete. Uh, Luke not knowing which is which and what was being poured. In his on his property that day, it was he painted quite an image of himself uh, scrambling for his keys because he had to move seemingly had to move cars over and over and over again like a valet (laughs) for the cement mixer. I would why not just move both cars away from the action from everything before the cement mixer gets there? You know what I mean? Like we had some sod put in last week, and you know. Take the cars out of the driveway so the guys can bring their dirt and their sod and all that stuff up the driveway. It's not rocket science. You shouldn't have to be looking for your keys when the cement mixer guy is there. Anyway, that's my advice to anyone getting work done. At their house, get your fucking cars out of out of their way.
0: Take your cars to the restaurant and get some raw egg custard or whatever. <laughs> oh yes,
1: yeah, a nightmare egg casserole, deconstructed egg casserole.
0: That's what its name should be. Is nightmare. <laughs>
1: Night, nightmare. It's just your worst nightmare. Raw nightmare. egg deconstructed casserole for sixteen dollars plus tip for a rude lady. <laughs> Um,
2: My very favorite quote of this whole episode was when they were talking about deconstructed food and they were talking about a deconstructed jalapeno popper being (laughs) one of the chefs eats the jalapeno popper and farts (laughs) into a jar.
0: That's exactly what it is. Oh my gosh. I used to love those master chef shows and the whole deconstructed. It made me so angry. Yeah, I was just angry after every episode.
1: Yeah, once deconstructed- they start putting
0: foam in things, foam. Oh my gosh, there was a whole season where the guy was obsessed with foam, foam and gels, and then this weird kind of cooking method where he put something in a bag and then like put it in water and then like electrocuted it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know this?
1: No, no I've I watched some this. of those shows. So.
0: That's a sous vide, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not going to eat anything you electrocuted <laughs> and then put some foam on top
1: of. <laughs> Um, Luke made a joke that Andrew wasn't aware of about making his burrito or something, and it was super racist. And it was, got awkward for a minute, but Luke finally explained the joke, and and they figured that out. Um, also, they talk about—I mean, this—the oldest joke in the world. Why doesn't anybody have boring ancestors when they go to a séance? It's always. You know, you had famous, cool yeah. ancestors. All right. I, just, I like to think that I didn't have any famous ancestors, but I didn't, you know, the, we didn't always have the worst luck or the worst jobs like I'm having right now. But I, I like to think that, that all my ancestors all throughout history were probably eye rolling at whatever <laughs> was going on. <laughs> so just you need a thread to make yourself feel connected to the past. And I think eye rolling and maybe the jack off motion might be. The two things that would tie me Those jeans (laughs) run
0: strong. Yeah, that's your family crest is eye-rolling in off. (laughs) Right.
1: This is what we think of your family crest. It it, it says less about us than it says about yours. Uh, The Barney head story. um, Andrew kind of called BS on it. I'm calling complete BS on it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because she pulled the thing down on her shoulders. What happened? Her shoulders her shoulders got three feet wider at the top.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: It was, it was, it was one of, it was an internet attempt at fame and it worked because people don't understand how mascot costumes work. I've been in those (laughs) costumes. You get the head on, you can get the head off.
2: Yeah. I was puzzled by the physics of that.
1: Um, yeah, I, that one just made me mad because at first they were seemingly buying it. And then Andrew kind of slowly came to like, well, and then I think Luke, Luke followed, but I watched the video and they tried to make it look as real as they could, but they were laughing through the whole thing, which mm-hmm. is another thing. Cause if someone you love is terrified, you might chuckle a little bit. You might smile to each other because the person with the stupid head on can't see you, but you're not just gonna be laughing the whole time. I mean, cla- claustrophobia is awful. I've felt yeah. it before, it's awful.
2: Mm -hmm. And it it seems like they might have hit upon the solution of cutting the thing off a little bit (laughs) earlier than before they were at the fire station. Right. For sure.
1: I would have come come upon the solution of just ripping the thing off her head, (laughs) like within four seconds of her saying, I'm stuck. No, you're not.
0: I don't know. If this happened to Ellie, I probably would be peeing my pants laughing. Oh, well... (laughs) If because she was the screaming and terror, the- though, if she was screaming. Yes, <laughs> because the more you scream, the more like a little scream coming out of a Barney head and the little arms like <laughs> flailing around. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Chris, okay. so it's not- I'm terrible.
1: Yeah, <laughs> in some cases, not often, but I think you're a little terrible here.
2: Okay, so where's the BS breakdown? Were the firefighters involved in this hmm. or is it just the teenage girls?
1: I would have liked to have talked to a firefighter that was involved privately. Okay. In, in, well, maybe they weren't.
0: Maybe the firefighters weren't involved. Yeah.
1: You know what I, I mean? They probably were taking her word for it. Or, yeah. Know, and then just say, okay, well, we'll cut you out of there because you don't want. If someone's actually been struggling to pull themselves out of something and they've probably rubbed themselves raw, you know, they don't want mm-hmm. the firefighters to try the same solution of trying to pull you. Out of it, they just firefighters have the equipment. They can always go straight mm-hmm. for the jaws of life, straight for the end solution. You know, <laughs> so I don't know. I think that's probably what happened. Is they humored her and they just cut the thing off, and she was probably a hundred percent fine. And they got their video up, and we're talking about it, and I'm sick to my mm-hmm. stomach about it.
0: And now she's gonna go on Ellen and the and the Tonight Show. Oh now, yeah, right? she's
1: going up to Pawtucket to sign autographs. Where
0: she's getting free Barney masks. <sighs>
1: Man. Okay, I'm getting depressed. Stephen A. Smith is always wrong about the NBA Finals. He's always wrong about everything, but that's not what's wrong with Stephen A. Smith. I love sports commentators that are always wrong. That's fine. Just don't be an asshole. So I know you guys don't get, care about that, but... that. Was, but what
2: makes him an asshole?
1: You uh, you have to watch him. You have to watch him and his partner. They're both assholes. Skip Bayless. Um, hmm. Stupid toupee. They just argue back and forth, and and you root for neither of them. They're both assholes it bothers me um Mm -hmm. opp emailer this was a good one Uh, and i Mm -hmm. want to ask you guys about this um she has new relatives she's gotten married and her
2: in-laws are gun people um Um, can i interrupt Yeah, this is alicia from boston is that the alicia that's been on lrb i think so wasn't she brand new married when she was on uh,
1: I don't think I did that show but I think Bobby did and yeah I think I think it probably is. It probably is, yeah.
2: Yeah, hi Alicia. Good call. Hello. Good question.
1: Yeah, um and you know they they gave some solid advice I guess. I don't know. It's it's a it's always a tricky thing when you have in-laws or any relatives that you're forced to spend time with that don't Share your views and and you know subjects like this come up. I know Christy, you have some. Like, oh,
0: oh, 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 don't <laughs> I? <laughs> can I? Can basically, I basically use the
1: word Yahoo or what's sort of?
0: <laughs> basically any issue that matters to me in my life? They think the opposite, mm-hmm. and they believe with a fiery passion and like to tell tell about it. I usually just walk away. I get. I try to limit my contact as much as possible. Um, I do sometimes, um, get into it. And then sh- the mother-in-law just basically says, well, good thing we don't have to agree.
1: <laughs> hmm.
2: At least she's so, nice about it. Yeah. Oh, well, for have, sure. She have says you found
1: like, it e- easier as time is passing or are you getting madder? Um, or- <laughs> it
0: depends. It depends. Um, the, her hatred of gays is really tough. Um, especially when she doesn't hide it very well. Um, when she does like stink faces, when she hears about, um, weddings or, um, just that she won't actually acknowledge, um, one of my dads at all. (laughs) Just like was introducing my family to someone and just skipped over him altogether. Oh my God. Um, that really gets me angry. Um, huh. but I, I mean, I, I agree with their, like the, what, what comes of, of starting the fight
2: Mm-hmm. or engaging you know, say, in the fight.
0: Yeah. It's just, you get to believe that. And I believe this and, I mean with guns it's a little bit scarier um I would probably if if my in-laws just had guns everywhere out everywhere I would say we do not feel comfortable mm-hmm. having um having our child come to your house with guns
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so we're not going to and we will definitely still be with you but it cannot be at your home mm-hmm. um so I mean I the, with guns is a little bit different, I think. You have to set up, this is what I feel comfortable with, and mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to mm-hmm. have in my life.
1: Uh, and do you have any relatives you have big disagreements with, politically or socially?
2: Mm, not really. My grandparents, I've mentioned before, were very staunch Republicans, but they weren't the racist gay hating Republicans. I'm sure they didn't They're like approve fiscal. of Yeah, I'm sure they didn't approve of homosexuality and they were such party loyalists that I think if they were alive now they would have really had a hard time with what's going on. But I remember when I was about 10 years old and I we'd been learning about presidents in school for the first time and we'd just talked about John F Kennedy and he's such a romantic figure and he mm-hmm. was assassinated all that and I knew my grandmother was a politician she was in the Minnesota state house and she used to ha- she had all these pictures there's like a picture of her with George Bush and a picture of her with I don't know um Reagan and so I went to her and I said Grandma, grandma, did you vote for JFK? And she looked at me and she said, Absolutely
0: not. (laughs) So you're not, so your grandparents weren't Catholic then? No. Because that is a crossover. Republicans crossed over if they were Catholic to vote for him. Because I I have similar great, great aunt and uncle that voted for him, even though they were staunch Republicans. He's just
1: so handsome. I mean, who wouldn't vote for Yes,
2: That's <laughs> how I accent. pick my candidates. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's what's important, how handsome you are. <laughs> um, my thing on this, I really don't have any relatives I have any um, beef with and, on any of these issues. But what I wanted to say was things have seemed to have been changing pretty rapidly in society on um, acceptance of gay lifestyles. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that somehow that's going to... Translate to um gun control you know in some way that 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 maybe we can we can start inching toward not being insane about having all these insane guns, so I don't just being hopeful uh the guys finally discussed Orlando a little bit uh on wednesday um i don't I don't know that they said anything I mean. You know, we talked about how, you know, what could they add? What can anybody add? It's awful mm-hmm. and yeah. people are awful and stop it.
2: But I think they mostly commented that the reaction to the shooting demonstrates the changes in attitudes. Yeah. and, and promotes more change. And I was just thinking um of a conversation I had with my mom about probably 15 or 20 years ago. And I hope she doesn't listen to this because she mm-hmm. might be a little embarrassed that I share it. But she told me once that she really hoped that none of her children turned out to be gay, not because she thought that there was anything wrong with being gay, but because it was such a hard mm-hmm. life to lead. And there was so much prejudice. And I can't imagine having that conversation with her now because, uh well, it's not uh, absolute 100% parody, but it, over the last 15 years it has improved so drastically that perhaps gay people would disagree with me but i don't think there's the same kind kind of fear and prejudice that there used to be so that's a very positive step
1: in in most places yeah it depends yeah. on where you live yeah right right but then
0: there's always going to be i mean i live in super liberal seattle and then there's going to be people that i mean there were tons of people at the um pride parade today protesting
2: Mm-hmm. I'm sure.
0: And then there's people, you know, like in-laws, well, whole churches filled with them.
2: Yeah. Or the Westboro Baptist yep, they assholes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They'll um, always be there, but there mm-hmm. have, we've had legislation that I never thought that we'd see in our lifetime. So maybe there's hope for sure. I
1: just came up with a um, stupid uh, phrase for like the thing that happened in Orlando and I'm going to call it, a list. it was a sad catalyst for support ah,
2: yeah. that's good, hopefully
1: um trademark that follow up file this uh, this became a thing this weekend, and you got um, Andy to link an episode of Little Red bandwagon into the newsletter because of the his not knowing what an 11 was or why it was an 11. Can you recap this whole thing that happened this week with the um, with his mistakes?
2: Sure. He was pondering about why we call them 11s because
1: that seems like 11
2: more, is right? higher than 10. So it seems like an 11 would be a greater TVTL fan than a 10. And then, mm. of course, a million people wrote into him and there was a lot of speculation on the Stens page. And I... saying that it's an 11 because they're the 10s plus one, that's super cute. I really like that. I think that's a great Mm -hmm. explanation, but that's not actually the way that it happened. Mm -hmm. And the reason that we know this is because Christy and I just last month (laughs) did the episode where we talked about TVTL terminology and we listened to the clip where both 10s and then 11s were uh, coined. Coined. And so I thought, I just, I I don't like to see this speculation presented as fact. So I just <laughs> <laughs> dropped Andrew a note and I said, hey, this is a great idea, but I don't think that we can know for certain what Jillian, the wife of Brent, the Canadian funeral director was mm-hmm. thinking when she coined this. Mm-hmm. We just know the context that it came up. And I said, and here's where we talked about it in case you care. And that was it. And he sent me an email back that said, thanks, Anne. And then we got to Friday and we got the newsletter and he mentioned it. And I thought that was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was really neat. It, he mentioned you by name and he put up a link to the show. So we really appreciated that. And it's always good to get the facts straight. You know, some people think the earth is 6,000 years old and some people think <laughs> 11s are plus ones. We have to, <laughs> have to nip all that in the bud. So, if we want to uh,
2: redefine 11s now and say sure. that it's the 10s plus one, I'm cool with that. But let's right. just not make it the origin story.
1: If it becomes common yeah. usage, you know, people sure. keep making the yeah. mistake and, and it becomes the, the same as could care less.
2: No, (laughs) no, no. Don't say that. Irregardless.
1: That one bothers me.
2: I'm having a chest pain. (laughs) What does that mean? That one
1: got me. (laughs) All right. That's all I had for uh, Wednesday. Uh, Who's got Thursday?
0: Me. All right. So Thursday, 2148. Grande is the loneliest number. Um, I'll let Anne speak about the classical music because it was so... (laughs) Like I just like phased out and I didn't even write any notes on it and then I'll do the
1: rest. Me too.
2: I would just like to say Tchaikovsky is not Baroque. Well, he's
1: dead. I I mean, his estate (laughs) was probably fantastic.
2: Right. Actually, I'm going to say more than that. Um... I don't consider myself a giant classical music enthusiast. I mean, I am a classical choral singer and I do know a little bit about classical music and Anybody who's taken two weeks of like music history or music appreciation 101 knows that Tchaikovsky cannot possibly be Baroque. The Baroque period of classical music is generally considered to be from around 1600 to 1750. Tchaikovsky wrote Serenade for Strings in 1880. So he's 130 years after the end of the Baroque period. And if you don't know that, I'm totally cool with that. There are plenty of things that you know that I don't know, but for Luke Mm. to just casually toss it off as fact, oh, Tchaikovsky, that Baroque composer. No, (laughs) dude, you can't do that. That's not cool. If
1: it had been a conversation that I was having with Luke, then he would have gotten away with it easily.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I still don't understand it.
2: (laughs) I mean, if you want to talk about a, a Baroque composer, you're going to talk about Bach, You're going to talk about Handel. You're going to talk about Scarlatti. You're going to talk about uh, Monteverdi. You're not going to talk about Tchaikovsky because he wasn't alive for a long time after that.
1: Well, what you're hearing right now from us, Anne, is what I hear when I start (laughs) talking about sports. Mm -hmm, Right. Crickets. (laughs) Yeah. Uh
0: Yeah. I mean, uh seriously, uh I would say probably 90%. If, if it weren't for you, I'm going to call you a music nerd. Um, if it weren't for you music nerds, he would have gotten away with it. If it weren't for you pusky kids.
1: TBT right. has a lot of music nerds uh, listening, yeah. though. They really do.
2: Okay. God bless Luke for throwing the term around. <laughs> and now
0: you know. And it's half the battle. Right. Um, so Thursday was great because they came up with they were they were saying a lot of like they do um put downs about themselves like oh you know the show is unlistenable or or different things and they came up with the idea that if you put a put down you have to put a do a put up and i loved this and i i really loved it at the end of the show when luke gave himself a put up unprovoked and then he's like (laughs) oh good now i have two put downs (laughs) that i can do
1: um I I just think this is funny. Yeah, you can bank some put downs by just yeah. you know, giving somebody an attaboy. You know, like bagger at the grocery store. Hey, good job, buddy. <laughs> now I can go yell at somebody.
2: Yeah, and does does this apply? I was a little unclear if this applies only to themselves or if, I think to themselves. Oh, so like if I'm Andrew sorry, you it out. talks about how goddamn Andrew's schlocky the West you? Wing is, then he doesn't have to say something nice about something else.
0: No, I think that it was a hundred percent about. If Luke says, oh, I've gained 10 pounds and I I look chubby, he has to give himself a put up.
2: Okay.
1: Oh, himself. Got it. I
0: think this was all about the two of them and the show, Mm -hmm. not about things outside.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Let's see. Luke is in Port Townsend about to go to the, or the Port Townsend to Alaska race. And he's interviewing people. As he says, while the shit sucks, Um, he's trying to get statements from a paddleboarder who's moving, is going a very long way. I don't even know the miles. He's probably said it before. In the ocean. And he's trying to get the story from (laughs) this (laughs) guy. And uh, yeah, we, we hear on Friday that he may or may not have gotten a helicopter uh, pilot arrested we may <laughs> never know that story
2: <laughs> i'm guessing we won't
0: but i can't wait for this story the cbs story was it on this week
2: no I know he was on no, this week was
0: it,
1: it was the beard the, uh, story tig Notaro story was this week oh, but um okay, okay. was this a, a pi- an actual manned helicopter or a drone oh it manned was a helicopter, helicopter. yeah oh, you oh, haven't seen God. the pictures no i i, I saw it people speculating on what it might look like but i never saw the actual picture.
0: well and that was interesting because there was so how he's getting these interviews with so they basically picked out a couple people that they're going to interview at the beginning in the middle and at the end mm-hmm. and follow their story they you know, they do this a lot of interviews at the
1: beginning because i don't think a lot of these
0: <laughs> i don't think a lot of people end up making it see
1: jalopies but- are going to make it Oh, well,
2: man. the interview them at the end of their race experience, yeah, not okay. necessarily at the finish okay. line. Yeah, because yeah. the
1: finish line isn't going to be crowded, I don't think, from what I've heard. Yeah,
0: and how they do it is they have this boat that they race up to them, and then they start interviewing, them like, "How's it going, paddleboard guy?" And um, Luke ha- said he's concerned, and Andrew brought it up too, that they're causing wakes and and <laughs> waves. And these people are Mm -hmm. already manpowering by their feet or their arms, these boats. Um, Right. But but if they don't make it
1: through a wake from the CBS. uh, True. They're not going to make it. Once they get out on open water, it's like Drown (laughs) City.
0: Right. Right. I think this would make an interesting documentary. I think Luke Mm -hmm. should pitch it. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, there's a lot more yeah. material there than a three-minute story on Sunday yes. morning. But I can't wait for there that. There are
1: the contraptions. There are the weirdos. There are the there's the helicopter people.
2: I mean, so much stuff. There are the free pre-race uh, tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> which Carrie said absolutely do not come home from race to Alaska with a tattoo. He's, he's not good <laughs>
1: at tattoos. His tattoos are. <laughs> I mean, he used some poor judgment when he got his tattoos. Did not get cool tattoos. So, yeah, she's right to say he should lay off the tattoos.
0: And um, I just want to do a pitch for another podcast. Uh, if you like CBS Morning, you should listen to Naomi Hilliard's podcast called The Sunday Morning Experience, all recapping the Sunday or the CBS Morning Show. Emmy Award winning. Right. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Next we talk about, which is dear, near and dear to my heart, the Starbucks class action lawsuit. Mm-hmm. It's near to me, near and dear to me because I love a good class action lawsuit.
1: <laughs> yes, you do. I love them. Whenever possible. you taking the world down them. $6.11 at a time.
0: <laughs> For sure. So, um, I also have, I mean, if anyone has got, I know Mike, you have your issues. I should have my issues with Starbucks. But if you get a Venti drink, which is, you know, 20 ounces, 10 ounces of it is ice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you say light ice, you get more. <laughs> um, but there has been times where you say light ice and they fill it up to what the regulation, Starbucks regulation is. Mm-hmm. And so you'll get a half filled <laughs> of a half oh, cold I drink. Oh, I see. Um, But like Luke pointed out, they can sell whatever they want. Like They get to make the decisions.
2: Your power is as the consumer is whether you want to spend your money there or not. If you don't like it, go to somewhere else. Exactly. Luke Luke made the best joke of the
1: week, though, when he said, this one goes all the way to the top. Not really.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For sure. And I love that neither one of them like to use the... Starbucks terminology, no, no, and that they'll say small or give me a biggie,
1: <laughs> give me a super tanker,
0: yes, <laughs> give me the gut buster give me a thirsty two ouncer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I love that, and I I've I read the original class action lawsuit, and it's if you've ever bought a Starbucks drink, iced drink, within the last ten years put your name in here so of course i have because that's my jam mm-hmm. like all year round i'll get an iced tea from there so i'm hoping to get some sweet money or some free iced drinks now, tell
1: me this do you wait for all of these tiny checks to accumulate in a pile before you <laughs> like take pictures of them send them to your bank or you walk into the bank and get hand cramps signing all of these tiny little checks
0: I proudly deposit them one at a time. Well, now with, you know, you deposit with your phone, so it's yeah. not as good. It's not as satisfying. No, because, you know, sometimes if it's, bi- I usually, if it's more than $5, if you don't cash it, you get the, hey, you have it cashed a check in over a year. <laughs> right. Hmm.
2: So what's my play on this? I want to know because I haven't had an iced Starbucks drink ever. Can I still put my name down on the list? Are they going to check? You can if you want to be a liar. Well, there's I no way know, to check. I want to know if I'm going to get in trouble. If they're going to send me to jail for my six dollars go and for fifty-one cents. I've never
1: had I I haven't had a Starbucks drink in a long. There's time. no way
2: to check, right?
1: No, they don't know.
0: Unless you lived in a place that doesn't have a Starbucks. I paid cash. <laughs> <laughs> well, I luckily bought them on on my uh, Starbucks gold card, which tracks every single thing that I do at all times. So they know I'm not lying. Christy, That's I, not scary. <laughs> I, I
1: can't believe you're so heavily involved with Starbucks. This is really hurtful. I know, this is really disappointing.
0: I know. Mike, I hate myself for it. She's in the system.
1: <laughs> <sighs> yeah. She, she's working within the system by doing class action lawsuits.
0: Yes. Well, I told you that I interviewed for a job at... It wasn't for Starbucks, but it was at Starbucks headquarters mm-hmm. in Howard Schultz's personal <laughs> um, in his personal office section. So he has an office, but then there's a boardroom and something else. And I was in the boardroom and there was a signed Sonics ball. And I was so mad that I was just yeah. glaring at it the whole time. And I really wanted to grab it. It was in a glass box, of course. I wanted to grab it and hold it over my head shouting as I left. <laughs>
1: Right. I this mean, is for the fans. She's. I can't believe he has the balls to display that ball.
0: Of course he does. Okay. Now I'm mad. Um. Irregardless. Talk of, let's move on. Regardless, you know, we have talks of Sidus does and C-don'ts. c and C-don'ts. I guess I should have said it that way. Um. I was getting a little angry. I. Well, I just think that. Is it, was it Thunder, Camaro Kev? One of them just has fun, whimsical names for things.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's. And Luke
0: should know that a skidoo or that, that he's just going to have these funny things
1: right? that he says. It's going to become the word for Luke because he doesn't know the actual word. So right. he knows <laughs> how, what Camaro Kev calls it. So that's what it is.
0: Well, I'm surprised that Luke doesn't have three seedus. Sedu-
1: well, he definitely won that race to Alaska.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and last, we have handshake talk, uh, and you know, don't do them too long or too
1: short or too sweaty. Yeah, there was a there was a um, something in there where Luke actually took a shot retroactively at Andrew doing his taxes on the show. I don't know how it came up, <laughs> but I was so pleased because he's never quite really given Andrew <laughs> the
2: business over that. Yeah, I enjoyed that too. Yeah.
0: I I really, I want to know if Luke is exaggerating that he was handshaking with that
1: guy for 20 minutes.
2: I didn't see it.
0: I didn't either, but I mean, who knows how long they had been there.
1: Well, anything right. longer than a few seconds, you know, if someone's really enthusiastic and they're meeting their hero or something and mm-hmm. they hang on a couple seconds too long, that that's all right. But the, a power move handshake is some <laughs> bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like We're the guy that comes Bruce in afterwards. overhand because he wants to be on top in the handshake. I have a mm. friend that does this, a friend from college, a frat friend, by the way, who we we also do the Game of Thrones handshake um, in the fraternity. But the guy who comes in over the top, the guy who squeezes too hard, the guy that holds on too long. I mean, I can't fault you for the sweaty or the clammy or the cold. No, that's whatever. not your fault. Yeah. I can't fault you for that. In fact, I feel bad for you. Like my hands are pretty cold. So... You know that's probably just as disconcerting as someone coming in with sweaty hands.
0: I'm just wondering about their bathroom habits. Mm. That's <laughs> yeah. why I like to keep it short and sweet. Yeah. Um, I had a very long handshake that that same day with um, Amy Shepard's daughter.
1: Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. she's probably still <laughs> she working did. on her technique.
0: Yeah, you know, it went really long, and then I said, "Okay, this is getting awkward. Okay, now it's back to cute." Okay, now we're awkward again. And I was just commentating it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when you're dressed like Spider-Man, you just let that kid do whatever they want. Sure.
1: that's so a superhero.
0: Cute. Yes. All right. That's all I have for Thursday.
2: All right. Let's move on to Friday. Episode 2149, Brexit of Champions. <laughs> and Phyllis is in the house. Phyllis Fletcher. Uh, she's so delightful. Yes. And she is on staycation, two weeks of staycation. But this pales in comparison to the seven weeks that she did a while ago. Hmm. And I am so jealous. Where well, she
0: apparently drove around and ate chicken. That's my well, favorite.
2: I wasn't jealous specifically of that, but that oh. is something to be jealous <laughs> of.
1: <laughs> I When I was living in the Seattle area, I would like I like to take vacations where I didn't really go anywhere and you know like like she's doing check out the spots you've been meaning to get to and you know because there's so much cool stuff around Seattle that you just never get around to then why mm-hmm. not take advantage
0: and sadly she was also sick for the first week yeah poor thing <laughs> yeah she but was, that's the way it goes
1: yeah
2: I don't know. I never seem to take a proper vacation. It's always, you know, I take a Friday and a Monday if I'm doing something. But the idea Mm -hmm. of taking two whole weeks, and I always feel like I should go somewhere, but I don't want to spend the money to do it.
1: Right.
2: It just seems like a really um, cool thing that I never get around to. So Phyllis is here, and Andrew has promised to make her a Bloody Mary. And they have a delightful segment where he explains step by step the process of making Bloody Mary's, and I know Mike, that you want to talk about something in particular, oh, no, so just no. go ahead, get it out <laughs> of the way.
1: no i'm I don't I don't feel well just say, do you want salt or no salt, just like they do in in the restaurant. not do you want rimmer? Um, do not talk about rimming, uh, please. Don't do it. This is a this or is, do. This is a word that was never really that useful to begin with. But uh, like, like facial should just be retired. You know, like steamer gotta go. It's it has to go. It's a porn search term. Rimmer, rimming porn search. That's it. So let's get it out of um, common language. I know Andrew. Well, realized, I am- kind of realized what he was doing, but um, he just he he needs to choose a use a, a better term.
0: I agree. I agree with you, Um, because as far as I know, the the actual rimmer is called is is the mechanism. Like it's it's a in in a bar in a bar is like a sponge thing that's usually filled with lemon juice or something, and you kind of wipe it on there, and then you wipe it in the either the salt or the sugar, depending on you drop it
1: into the. the Coaster that contains the salt yep. or the sugar, yep, whatever. Yep. So
0: it's it's whatever. Um, it that's <sighs> that's thing is called a rimmer. Yeah. But I've never called. I've never heard of the ingredients yes. they do. But I'll tell you something. I just pulled up Dimitri's website, which is the they used to sponsor the show. He was right. They actually call it rimmers right. well, mm-hmm. well,
1: that's mm-hmm. these tasty If you, you listen to Big Rimmer, you're going to use their terms. <laughs>
0: They do, they do, um, one of their flavors is called rim shot, which is pretty great. But so they call it Rimmers. And so that's why it's in Andrew's head of being called that. And maybe he thinks that that's what it's basically called. Well, like the overhead.
1: I've typed it into Messenger many times during these chats that we've been having, and it's, it's, uh, it's not recognized. So there you go. It's it's well, Dimitri's term That's definitive term. proof What is
0: it, an urban dictionary?
1: It's, it's yeah. Uh, look it up in urban dictionary You'll find a lot of results <laughs> no. um, Yeah I, I I searched urban dictionary for rolly rumors Because roly is another term mm-hmm. that Andrew throws around mm-hmm. With a bunch of stuff that doesn't belong with And it uh, doesn't exist yet So he might be able to uh, get that going The roly rumor
2: Okay Okay, I'm done We'll just cross our fingers for mm-hmm. that <laughs> Uh, Andrew and Phyllis talk a little bit about this uh, Race to Alaska news helicopter thing, and they decide that maybe drones are the solution to this, although yes. we are in the wild, wild re- west of drone regulation, so we're going to need some work done on that, but possibly drones could uh, solve this particular problem, and they did have – the phone call from Luke where they asked him about it, and he said, no comment. Mm -hmm. Which means yes. Which means yes.
0: Mm -hmm. Otherwise, he would say, no, that was ABC. Weren't they shitty? Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you could think
1: about half those contraptions if you get a helicopter down to about 250 feet above.
2: Yep. And Phyllis seems to think, and I trust her judgment, that this might mean that they're not going to use any of that footage. And I'm wondering if it means that they might... um, dump the whole story
1: to me it reminded me a little bit about the like the story in WKRP in Cincinnati where they dropped the turkeys (laughs) out of the helicopter
0: (laughs) if you haven't seen I know young kids haven't seen the show watch that one find it on the internet somewhere because it's pretty great
2: okay well I haven't seen it so it's good to know that I'm a young kid (laughs) There is some discussion of Brexit, uh, a topic that I knew absolutely nothing about, like basically Andrew and Phyllis until the last week or so. And they say that Google Analytics shows that about eight hours after the vote took place, people in Britain started Googling, what is the EU?
1: <laughs> and I'm guessing it isn't the people that voted to stay in the Probably. EU.
0: No.
2: And Andrew has a bad andrew feeling about this maybe it's a premonition for how november's elections are going to go in this country and he said he feels like the center cannot hold and i don't know that i agree with that i think i think the center will hold mm,
1: it's i hope so mm. i hope so
2: yep so email this is a lesson. Yes. Oh, that would be good. A wake up call emails. Mm-hmm. We get an email from John who says in response to uh, Luke's question a, a while back about bulkhead seatbelts and why they're padded. It's because they have airbags in them. And I think that's comforting, but I'm not sure Yeah. if we have airbags. The plane's
1: going to crash. Come on, people. Let's, yeah. Don't- I
2: don't know what the airbag's going to do for you but <laughs> right. maybe if it's just a little a little crash. Yeah. And they go they go Fender to bender um, you, in the sky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just you clip yeah, another plane. Little, yeah.
0: <laughs> or an emergency landing. I've mm-hmm. had I've been on a plane with an emergency landing and it was pretty violent. I I wonder if they would have popped out at
2: that time.
1: Mhm. Just a big punch maybe? in the face during the emergency landing? <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, this was uh, one of my most enjoyed music for your weekends that we've had in a long time. So good. Uh, Phyllis chose Philip Bailey and Phil Collins, Easy Lover. And I just want to say there seems like there's something fishy going on here when Phyllis picks a song by Philip and Phil.
0: Oh, yeah, good one. I wonder if she even thought about that.
2: And this leads to a really fun um, tangent on the idea of black guy, white guy, buddy songs about man-eater ladies, <laughs> which is a very specific sub-genre. sub I think you and could I go even
1: like- more sub with it. You could say tiny black guy, white guy,
2: <laughs> oh, buddy songs yes, about sure. man-eater ladies. And
0: I feel like this was a very specific time in American
1: pop culture. Yeah, there was a lot of. They yeah.
0: all come from the same time. If you looked yeah. them up, I bet it's all within a three to five year period.
1: Yeah, there were a lot of uh, there were a lot of crossovers and duets and and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff mm-hmm. going on. I remember, um, didn't like David Bowie and Mick Jagger come out with one of the worst songs anyone's ever come out with? I, I, please, nobody send it to me if you find it because yeah. <laughs> I've done my best to forget well, it. There
2: was. I would agree that most of them were probably in the 80s like that, but mm-hmm. we did have that uh, LL Cool J and Brad Paisley All right. thing that came out a couple of years ago. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's
1: worth not revisiting. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I feel sorry for whoever had to archive that episode. <laughs> uh, Andrew chooses and the kids kick rocks, which was uh, much more enjoyable to me than... When he gets out the hardcore hip hop. And then our friend Ashley from uh, Texas, we know Ashley, came in with Leon Bridges' Smooth Sailing," which was a great song. Good job, Ashley. And that's Friday. Uh,
1: Christy, you want to um, give us a quick update on the archiving?
0: I just feel like everyone has quit. Aww. And it makes me really sad in my heart. But hey, did you I'm- get my email? Yeah, you're good. And just know you're always good. Okay. I just when you're turned like, one in this week. I just turned in my 25th week. You're not who I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> Give her another doormat.
0: <laughs> you get a doormat and you get, I have people that have weeks from January and I'm about to just clean house because this is very disappointing. I was hoping that we would be current by August, and I don't think that dream's going to come true. Well, so, by the end either of the year stop for sure. disappointing me or sign up.
1: <laughs> Alright. That's getting depressing. <laughs> How to get involved? Go to LittleRedBandwagon.com You can uh, you can uh, be a guest on one of our Friday shows. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at LittleRedBandwagon at gmail.com Our voicemail slash text line is 802-432- TVTL 802-432-8285. Nerd Out Loud, what's going on over there this week?
0: We're going to record it after this, so it's going to be awesome. Whoa.
1: You're still awake. (laughs) It's a header. That's more than (laughs) usually happens during Nerd Out Loud. Uh, I don't have anything else, um, so I guess we can get out of here.
0: Until next time, this is the next party.
1: I love you, Jen. Nailed it. That was pretty unique. Good.
0: good? Yeah, that was a good one. Actually, I hate okay, it when people
1: qualify unique. You should just say something's unique. It's, it, Unique is the superlative. So I'm sharpshooting myself on that one. <laughs> Irregardless. Nailed it.